Emmy Award-winning John Mulaney presents Everybody's in L.A., a special run of six live episodes created by and starring Mulaney that'll stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable Internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. Well, hey there, my nigga. How are you on this evening? I am Susie Carmichael. <laughs> yes, my name is Susie. And Gucci does think that I love him. <laughs> that sucker thinks he's, I'm loyal, but I, <laughs> I fuck with all the hustlers. Anyways, go I'll ahead. I'll be I'm with sorry. all the ballers. I'll be at all the spots. What a classic. I might be in the kitchen, nigga, cooking with your pot. <laughs> That's Esther Dean, isn't it? Oh my God, is it? I don't know if I know. Oh, you might have just blew my fucking sure that, mind. <laughs> you I'm might have just sure that, blew my mind. One of y'all will tell. I don't even need to look it up. Yeah. One of y'all will tell All me. All right. Well, well I welcome am, back. Yeah, I am Miss Tina's Corny Joke Time. And this is The Read. Thank you for coming back. Speaking of, Blue Ivy Carter is exactly who we've imagined period without the curse words period (laughs) from the very beginning we have been right about that little girl mama she told Beyonce no no mom the voice no you're not good at this and I'm going to need you to stop immediately literally put her little hand in front of Beyonce's mouth like you're embarrassing me no I need you to stop and then Miss Tina coming in on the back end, like, can't you put some makeup on and sit in right, the light? Right, the condo- oh, bitch. Yes, she came right after Beyonce's own child sunned her and was like, "Girl, you couldn't freshen up the beat a little bit and maybe you know, judge your hair. You just look so tired. Ta- God, God damn." damn. <laughs> Who can ever, besides your mama oh and your God. child? Poor Beyonce. Who else? Poor Beyonce. Because I'm pretty sure Miss Tina and Blues, their birthday is like three or four days apart. Mm. So so they just gang up on her. <laughs> right. I think yeah. they're both Sagittarius, maybe. I might be super wrong. I don't know what. Jan- Capricorn. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, my God. January. I'm so sorry. I'm in yeah. Capricorn. And yeah. I would know if if the doll was a part of my, my right. Son. You would. I wish I could claim her. We got Nicki Minaj <laughs> because the way she got her mama right on together, like sis, you're actually you're literally. We all get the joke. You don't have to say it again. The problem <laughs> is the voice. It's the delivery. I'm sweetie. not feeling it. It's so bad. <laughs> 
<laughs> we don't ask you for much, but like, wow. Oh, up? God. The wearable art gala is just a gift to my life. Seeing the videos of all these people and their corny jokes, that really did something for me. So thank you, Miss Tino, for that. Hey, y'all. Listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until... You might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business, you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my mm-hmm. own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad, but that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read again that's ziprecruiter.com slash the read ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now let's get back to show okay this week in black excellence couple of people to discuss first i want to uh who should i go with first i'm sorry um you know what i will say first congratulations to uh, Ron Cephas Jones and Jasmine Cephas yes! Jones for their father-daughter Emmy wins. He won for his role in This Is Us mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as William. I believe that was outstanding guest actor in a drama series. I mean, and he and, is. <laughs> he I mean, is. <laughs> he's an icon. Yeah, <laughs> like He's absolutely, the Black family on This Is Us is the best part of This Is Us. No shade. And then his daughter, Jasmine, slash Hamilton superstar, Correct. singer extraordinaire. That's right. Won for her role on uh, Free Rayshon, which is a Quibi series that also stars uh, Lawrence Fishburne. And, oh my goodness, I can't remember the lead's name right now. Forgive me, Black people. But anyway. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so I don't know. But I was still, Stephen James? Yeah. Yes. Stephen James. It's um it's a bit triggering, but you know. Of it's course. Good. I mean, it's called hashtag free Rayshon, so I'm sure it is. <laughs> mm. I am sure it is, but um 
I just, yeah, when I saw that, and then I guess that's the first father-daughter nominee slash win situation Mm -hmm. in the same year. So, you know, just congratulations to both of them. I'm a big fan of both of their work overall. So, Also, a congratulations to Zendaya for her win. Right as the coked out, cracked out little girl that scared the ever loving fuck out of me, child. I said, I "Can I watch this? Can I watch loved this?" Love through <laughs> that show is so like it's so good. I don't know. It was just it was a very like interesting and I think mostly successful look at teendom today mm. and a lot of stuff that even i didn't really uh deal with in high school yeah and stuff because we didn't have social media or camera phones or if right. you did your picture had five pixels and <laughs> you know good luck on figuring out what the fuck the photo was up right or you weren't born during a national traumatic incident like 9-11 <laughs> Oh, this is that. this is very Gen Z, you know. They were born yeah. into fucked upness, and they're not gonna let us forget it. But Zendaya definitely put her feet, knees, thighs, everything into that. All role. of it, all of it. She's so good. And now she's the youngest ever winner for best lead actress in a drama. So congratulations to you, girl. And I will also say that Euphoria had one of my favorite uh, shots of a series. That year, maybe even up until right now, which is what it was like a like a a fantasy sort of sequence or whatever, where she was like she was I think she was like in a tux or something. But anyway, there was some nigga who was tied up in a chair and on fire. <laughs> yes. And then she shot him in the head. <laughs> like I have to go back on, on okay. HBO Max or something yeah. and rewatch you that episode. You have to be ready for that when you watch <laughs> this show because it is <laughs> it is a lot, but it is also extremely good. And if you thought Zendaya was just you know Disney shows and that sort of thing, then she definitely proved you wrong. And I think yeah, she's Mama's only here for the, yeah, I think she's, she's only 24. the second black woman behind Viola, which is fucking crazy. But I think she's only the second black woman to win that award. Best lead Damn. actress in a drama, which is well, fucking crazy because she's, you know, a baby. But <laughs> yeah. still, congratulations. I was so happy. I was so proud. Like she was my own little cousin. All the blacks, of course. I was rooting for everybody black. So, you know how we do. Yeah. But, um, of course. <laughs> yes. Big congrats to her and those things and the family and all. Also, I want to give Black Excellence to one, Satonia Weston Roy. I read about her story in Business Home because of them we can. And it is the niche book bar. Basically, mom is an author and a book, a literary connoisseur, if you may. All right. She's from Milwaukee and she has decided to create. A book slash a bookstore slash library esque slash bar. Listen, she tweeted once upon a time. Someone please make a Barnes and Noble kind of place with a bar, and took it upon herself. Oh yes, to just do it on her own. Damn. Oh, this is my aesthetic. What? Where's the yeah. website? How do I go? <laughs> How do I go there? <laughs> right now, she's got called the. She's got what's called the niche book bike. And she's basically uh, got an actual shelf of books 
on a bike that she rides around to different locations in Milwaukee and stuff uh, like markets or food fairs or, you know, maybe a bar or something like that. And she's got uh, books by Black authors about Black bangs and tea for sale. You can get some tea. Oh, okay, and, man. Um, she's also, I read, a part of the Brew City match. She's like a finalist in that and it's supposed to uh, focus on granting funding to small businesses and stuff. So hopefully that may be a way for her to get funding to actually open uh, the venue that she's trying to right. open. Yeah. Um, if not that, she says she's going to get it done another way. She also has a children's book called The Misadventures of Tony Macaroni and the Mad Scientist. It's just about a little black girl who goes on a hunger strike Tony because her daddy Macaroni. can't cook. <laughs> Yeah. Relatable, because guess who ate beanie weenies anytime my mama was out of town? <laughs> <laughs> so there it is. So I get it. <laughs> um. So yes, follow her. I actually was on her Instagram uh, earlier, and I got a little teary-eyed because oh. she... She there wasn't anything bad. She was literally just doing like a story time for kids. She talked about how, like, I guess the rain or the weather had affected... Uh, work that day or whatever but she was doing like a story time and reading children's book and i honestly felt like a kid again when somebody Mm. either like you know sometimes maybe a parent would come to the school and read to the kids or somebody else and they would hold the book open and show you the photographs and i was all wide-eyed looking at the photos and (laughs) like just absorbing the story it just felt so nice and in a an everlasting sea of bad news. Yeah. I was just so touched by that effort. And also, yes, bitch, we need a Barnes & Noble-esque bar. And if it's going to be a Black woman that's owning it, running it, and keeping it Black and supporting Black right. things, uh, that's sign me saying, the fuck up. Because this sounds incredible. Really, you just need it like during the daytime. It can be, you know, like a caretaker in baby space with all that shit you was just talking about with reading stories to the kids and that shit. And then once the sun sets, bitch, the bar opens up. We don't sell apple juice and fucking chocolate milk no more, ho. It's a real ass bar. You come here and get drunk and read. Like, this honestly sounds <laughs> like the only thing I would ever do. I just need Corona to go away and I would be completely on board for this. Follow her, guys. Uh, her Instagram is Niche Book Bar LLC. I am going to that find N I C H E. Book bar LLC. Go find her. Show her some love, support her. Oh, I was really touched is. by it. Yeah, this is beautiful. So good luck in all your endeavors, ma'am. You touched me. You're something special. Okay, let's talk about trash. <laughs> this week in hot tops. Fuck tales. Ooh. <laughs> Every day they're mm, out mm, there mm, making mm, fuck tales. Mm. My show. Um, I used to love that I loved shit. Too. I loved it. You know, it. they remade it, of course. It was like a new version with Maybe the same song. Maybe I remember song. hearing that. Maybe, but I don't think I watched a single episode of that. I saw like one. It's not bad. It's cute. Okay. Um, We talked about Travis Scott's McDonald's <laughs> <laughs> meal slash <We> deal. <laughs> Apparently, it's so popular that there have been shortages wow. of McDonald's ingredients <laughs> due to the sales. Yeah. 
Travis Scott is a lot more popular than I thought. Because how I many mean, pieces of that fake meat must they sell every day? How is there a shortage? <laughs> like he didn't, there's nothing exotic on his menu at all. <laughs> McDonald's is like, they sell burgers underwater. Like there isn't a place <laughs> on, on earth that doesn't have a McDonald's. So, and forever. It, it's been like this right, forever. Right, forever. So, <laughs> Now, because Travis Scott has his own meal that, again, I remind you, doesn't include any new, unique, nope. odd ingredients. It's just what the nigga used to order from McDonald's or still orders from McDonald's. Yeah. Quarter pounder with That's cheese, it. bacon, and lettuce. <laughs> <laughs> Medium fries with barbecue sauce and a Sprite. Nigga, it's not even yeah. dirty. It's a regular Sprite. So McDonald's employees let me know that this was a very typical order. There's absolutely nothing out of line. There's nothing new about this at all. Like, I think it's incredibly genuine as far as a marketing opportunity goes, because I can fully see this being this nigga's McDonald's order. Absolutely. What I can't understand is how y'all ran out of that disc that you put on bread and call a hamburger. That's what I do not understand. What did y'all run out of? The mixture that is your chicken nuggets? Oh my God. <laughs> Where is the shortage? According to a memo. Okay. On USA Today. All right. They have been ex uh, experiencing shortages of bacon, <laughs> beef. <laughs> Beef. Girl. <laughs> and onions and lettuce. Like literally the shit they sell every fucking day. Okay, so everybody is going through onion and lettuce shit because there's constantly a recall because of germs because Trump has destroyed the FDA. So fine. Oh, well, yeah. That that's, does make sense. That's a normal thing. However, beef, I would just like to say. And the... the <laughs> the McDonald's thing is never going to happen, but <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I just have to say that as an Oklahoman, I've had real beef and <laughs> I know what it tastes like is what I'm saying to you. Like I've had red meat that somebody went out and shot and back, brought back to the house and cooked for me to eat. That's how fresh my red meat has been. I've had it and it do not taste like that <laughs> is all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, um, I feel like I read what they were planning on doing to uh, help you girls that need your <laughs> your fix. God bless. Because <laughs> I saw I'm how sure Popeye's ran out of chicken. I don't see this. Wait, it said, hold on. I have to confirm. No, don't this do that. True. No, you. <laughs> I really need to read. Yeah, don't tell this me nothing crazy. Take time. your time. <laughs> because I. Ref Please don't tell me nothing crazy. That's going to make me be even further in disbelief about this whole situation. Because I was McDonald's never. No, yes. Mc Please go. McDonald's <laughs> said, in fact, it's been so lit. Some of our restaurants have temporarily no. sold out. Of some of the ingredients in the meal. Listen, I read this earlier today You're and I joking. didn't process it. Lit is in the official press release. 
You're lying to me. Maybe because I read lit and I'm thinking flame. <laughs> and no, there's no live food. flame May- back I'm there. I'm trying McDonald's. to. <laughs> there is no live flame. That is all electric griddles. Be serious. I don't know why my brain didn't pick that up in the the uh, wow. We're working closely with our suppliers, distributors, and franchisees to resupply impacted restaurants. Get me out of here. What? I'm sure this is all in L.A. Probably 95% of the impacted restaurants are in L.A. (laughs) Same place where niggas are stealing them posters and selling them on whatever reseller site for like $600. Which, you know what? If you can find somebody dumb enough to do it. Listen. Somebody literally sent me a link of like people are still in these posters either because they're such huge fans and they want it for themselves or because they know they can make some money off of that. Because like if you charge more than fifteen dollars, you're going to make money off of that. So it's like, why not? It's fucking crazy. I mean, nigga, they have Travis Scott McDonald's merch. You can buy fucking get me out of here. No dungarees. I literally will never. I will never. I will never. I'm, <laughs> I'm so confused. No. I just like, I'm sure this is amazing for him. Oh yeah. You know, I'm sure but the again, check was phenomenal. It's just a regular ass. Sandwich. It's not even like he was like, you know what I used to do when I was a kid, I used to put the apple pie on my quarter pounder and it's so good. Everybody try it. It's available now. That makes sense to me. I would do it, but it's like, okay, I see how this is a thing. You know what I'm right. saying? Like he done switched the game up. You know how many motherfucking college students probably have the same order. I'm just confused. I mean, about but this why is it's the so game popular. now. All, all McDonald's has to do is say, this is what Travis Scott likes at McDonald's. Mm. He's like the, I'm trying to think of who was the big influencer of my early to mid 20s. And I'm really struggling mm. because that was kind of pre influencer. <laughs> I mean, but you know, white people cared a lot about Paris Hilton. And if Paris Hilton had mm. said something about food, in fact, she did a Carl's Jr. commercial, I think. I was just about to say it, yeah. Where she and was pink eating a hamburger and, and washing a car. Yes, pink. The girls couldn't take pink. But anyway, I'm pretty sure Carl's Jr. sales like skyrocketed after that. So I get it. But like, it's very boring, girl. A quarter pounder with bacon and and lettuce and onions and then some nuggets with barbecue sauce. That's what every nigga eats. Every nigga loves barbecue sauce with their nuggets or anything other than ketchup with their nuggets. So yeah, don't be weird. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'd rather niggas just will take any sauce, right? Um, anyway, <laughs> either way, this sandwich or the meal is supposed to be available through October 4th, but apparently now you have to order it on the app. Wow. <laughs> so you better get Stormy's money, black man. <laughs> if you download the McDonald's app for any reason, but specifically to order this, <laughs> I'm going to judge you. And I can't blame you. <laughs> I just, I have no other choice. Um, Nene Leakes has announced that she's leaving the Royal Housewives of Atlanta. Specifically, what she said was she will not be participating in the Real Housewives of Atlanta uh, season 13. Damn, it's been God a damn, are you kidding? 13? 2008, she said, is when it started. Wow. Holy so, shit. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Holy shit. 
So wow. as many wigs and faces and beats ago, but the way that she spoke and like <laughs> this video was uploaded to her YouTube account and it includes like a montage of all of these moments from her entire existence on that show. So it's giving a very farewell energy, even though I am <laughs> certain that Nene Leakes will be back on The Real Housewives of Atlanta eventually. Oh, yeah. She was very clear at the fact that negotiations did not go the way that she wanted them to. She also was very vocal uh, recently about. All of the shit that she was dealing with that um at Bravo, she was kind of kind of giving Monique tease, you know, they're lowballing me or whatever. They're not trying to pay me my coin or what right. I'm worth. They had a problem with her saying she was a HBIC and accusing her of violence and all this other stuff. So with a very uh bright-eyed smile, she gave thanks and told the girls that, you know, she's stepping down. No peach for her this coming mm. season, which is also going to be the COVID season. So probably a great time to sit down anyway. I mean, right, because where are y'all going to be filming and what is this going to look like? And mm. Nene probably was requesting um, a ridiculous, well, I won't say ridiculous because ask for whatever you want, but... She was probably asking for a whole lot of money when the change in ratings with her on the show wasn't reflecting that price. Maybe. I mean, because the, the things that I have read about it said that, you know, although people do tend to tend to tune in more when Nini's on the show, it's not such a giant boost in ratings where you could, you know, justify yeah. a certain amount of money. But I also don't know what she asked for. Either way, Real Housewives is going to be just fine. It was fine without Nini. And I don't know who they going to bring back. Maybe Phaedra or <laughs> some other <laughs> messy bitch like how what show Married to Medicine is bringing back Lisa Nicole nigga <laughs> are they yes nigga Lisa Nicole is coming back oh my I god I cannot, cannot wait <laughs> wait that that's just made I'm my say. fucking listen right. that's what the fuck I'm saying like that Lisa I'm excited Nicole cloud. about right <laughs> oh my god that is gonna be a mess oh it is Ooh, i can't wait because we but know yeah, why right. she left her husband could not stop cheating on her <laughs> in the er like terribly and openly <laughs> just while on television came by the er that nigga had no discretion <laughs> remember when like a dude came and was trying to go and was trying to be yes, like me too girl yes I also i also know the doll there were lots of of gay rumors but they live in atlanta and he's light-skinned so of course there were going to be gay rumors yeah. i don't know whether there's any truth to them or not but i'm looking forward to them else. being back <laughs> i am i cannot wait you're right though nini that has been absent on seasons before are like didn't come in until very late or whatever. And it's still entertaining. I think that she, like Nene Leakes and a housewife kind of go hand in hand. Exactly. She's kind of like the housewife. Yep. So it's unfortunate that they can't come to whatever kind of uh, agreement because I'm not the biggest Nene fan call or what you want, but she's got entertainment value for days. Yeah. Even when I don't like what she's talking about or what she's saying, she's going to say it in a way that's entertaining. So, right. She's going to be sure a meme. She, she, yeah. and, and she's really good at that. Mm -hmm. And it is nothing wrong with that because honestly, that's what they're looking for. If you can't be somebody who gets replicated all, all the time, 
on social media, then they probably don't even want you. But I just would be interested in seeing exactly where the breakdown occurred between mm. the requested rate and the ratings. I would really love to see that. Either way, Nini will be fine. And oh, I yeah. feel like she really... I was I don't know where this came up or why it came up a couple of days ago. I, I ran past this clip of when she was on that show, I believe it was called The New Normal. Oh, remember yes. when Ryan Murphy did that show with the white gays? I and remember. She was I <laughs> loved that show. And I should not good. have, but I really loved it. <laughs> remember the, I don't remember whose wedding or where, or was it a funeral? She just went up somewhere to do it, like to go do a speech, mm-hmm. and she ended up reciting some lyrics from a Nicki Minaj song. And it oh, was just. Lord. I think I remember that funny. scene. Yeah. But she was good on Glee, too. I felt like she had, like, a little knack for the acting. I'd like to see her get back into that, if anything. But if not, child, she's made plenty of money from Bravo already. I'm sure she's fine. Right. I mean, as long as she's not living way outside her means, then she should have more than enough to to be just fine no matter what. Especially in Atlanta. Especially, right, where everything should be paid in full. You should not carry no debt other than whatever you put on your credit cards every month. There should be no <laughs> debt in your life. None with the money you have. And and you don't even live in Atlanta. You definitely in one of them fucking suburbs out yeah, there somewhere where niggas have a giant ass estate and nobody can just pull up to their fucking house. So yeah. please, sister, please. But, you know, good luck to the rest of the girls. Definitely. Without um, her. Because coming at Nene is always a storyline. It is. I'm sure they go pop up with some new random person who they're introducing. They bring in Phaedra back. They bring in Phaedra back. Um. Well, Cardi B has said enough is enough. I'm taking my WAP right on out the door, hun. Uh, Apparently, she's filed for divorce uh, from her husband and man and baby father of four years. Um, hmm. I mean, who's shocked? Who's exactly? Nobody is shocked by this. Literally nobody. We were mostly waiting for it to happen. For her so. to catch up to what we already knew. Like, I'm pretty sure I said this back when she was pregnant. <laughs> so, mm. all right. Yeah. Yeah. You done caught a case over this nigga and all kinds of things. All kinds of just- shit. Stay having to defend him, getting on Instagram live. Talking about he um, dumb and we all know he dumb, but he ain't that dumb girl. And literally, like, li- and like, almost word for word. <laughs> I'm yes. so happy for her. Um, yeah. You know, obviously, everybody was saying, "Oh, he cheated on her again," and that's why there was mm-hmm. also a rumor that he had a baby on the way by somebody else. I definitely believe that. I'll just be honest. Um, I fully <laughs> believed he had a baby on the way because niggas. I mean, it's not like it would be a crazy... Right. Because if you cheat, then you could very easily have a baby on the way. (laughs) But all right. And we already know that the Illuminigas don't (laughs) believe in condoms. They don't do that. So it just makes sense For the Illuminigas, condoms are like garlic to vampires. Or, you know... Yeah. It's like you have to take the shackles off their feet so they can fuck. Because they really need to procreate. They need that. They have to be able to shoot off in random women and create children that they're not going to give a shit about. It's very Mm. important. So, I see it. Yeah, I see it. Cardi jumped on Instagram 
to discuss it and basically said that she has not been crying and she was not cheated on. She said that she just got tired of fucking arguing all the goddamn time and said, uh, when you feel like it's just not the same anymore, better you actually, before you actually get cheated on, I'd rather just leave. (laughs) (laughs) So sis felt it coming and was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and Let me just go. I'm actually, when I read that response, I said that actually makes more sense than him cheating or even him having a baby. Because I mm-hmm. have known women who can look past that. But when you just fucking done with that nigga and you done mm-hmm. trying to get through to that nigga, that's something completely different. Yeah. That bitch says she ain't shed no tears. I said, oh, goddamn. She been divorced mentally for a long, long time. <laughs> I also love the fact that she said, we all know that Set is really sloppy when it comes to fucking around. Period. I'm sure it would have been something out now. <laughs> that was so funny and true. Like, he's so bad at it, he too. Is, <laughs> it he like, is. So I was like, bitch, you already know that if I was getting divorced because I got cheated on, you would knew before I did. Hiding so, his phone from her when he's on fucking live playing a fucking on video live. game. <laughs> like, nigga, we Off see set. you. We can see you. You're streaming. We're gonna clip it. She's gonna see it. And you know what? She has her gorgeous baby and she's gonna be just Mm. fine. So best of luck to Cardi B and whatever she decides to do. I hope she enjoys herself for a little while. You know, just be out here, be single and have some Yes, definitely. Yeah, don't be worried about these niggas for a minute. I agree. Definitely be single. Because, like, rap star Cardi Sans love and hip-hop has been with that nigga damn near the whole right. way through. Right, pretty much the entire time. It's been so, her and Offset. You ain't even really got a chance to, like, have a free famous puss. You know? Yes. Go out here and, and have a good time. But when you do decide you want to get into something again... Leave these street nigga. Get you a Russell Wilson. <laughs> That's right, girl. Okay. Now niggas like myself may have called him the Carlton Banks of the NFL at once upon a time. Well, and you he may be that. And that's fine. <laughs> but you know what? That's more than goddamn fine. It is. <laughs> because ask Sierra how she's doing. <laughs> it's practical, you do that. okay? You would rather have a Carlton Banks than a future. You know what Sierra and Russell are doing all the live dong day? Fucking burping babies and counting their doubloons. <laughs> Period. Them niggas are rich and happy. What else can you ask for? She needs a, a master class. <laughs> yeah, but I hope she enjoys herself, you know? And and culture, I believe, is going to be just fine either way. Cardi has always told us how Offset is such a good father, period. And so mm-hmm. if that's true, then we don't have nothing to worry about as far as him and his daughter. So best of luck to them as they go their I mean, separate ways. Even the dog ass niggas that like love their kids and want to raise them usually I mean, get yeah. that separation. <laughs> like I know many niggas that like ain't shit in relationships, like are almost monstrous. But then this person will still be like, oh, but he's an amazing father. I mean, well, like, well, I guess you have that. Yeah. And then you got niggas. There who is that. There is that. May never look your baby in their two eyes and they hold Period. And that could be their own child. I know about, it's probably 60% daddies who would be a daddy regardless and 40% who was like, if if we break up, then bitch, I'm breaking up with them kids too. And good luck to you and your <laughs> children on y'all's journey. 
So I'm just saying, I'm just That's being realistic. So the shit I, I don't have mean seen. to laugh, but it's so true, yes. The shit I have seen. But regardless, you know, if Offset is a good dad to the rest of his kids, then he should be one of the culture. And I wish everybody the best. I mean, culture just got a fucking Birkin bag for her birthday and did not give one shit. So she'll be just. Mama's fine. on Instagram now. <laughs> like, I read that culture's okay. got an IG. The oh, doll will God. be fine. Of course she does. Of course she does. <laughs> And, like, raising and loving your kid is, like, bare minimum. Like, would you like a cookie? But anyways. <laughs> oh, well, there's that. I mean, it's not like motherfuckers do it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> not to say just because it's bare minimum, that means niggas do it. Because no. Yeah, no, but I'm not saying that at it all. it is still <laughs> bare minimum. <laughs> Don't know I want to live in a world where you're shooting off fireworks and shit. Because you feed your baby. I don't know. <laughs> I want to aspire for a bit more than that. Oh. <laughs> oh, anyway, Offset posted a, uh, uh, an image on Instagram where he's outside with no shoes. On. I'm standing outside and just, I don't know why his shoes are in front of his feet rather than on them. I'm just confused. Anyway, the caption says, grind don't stop. And it's a very unbothered ass post while he's on the phone, probably with whoever he's about to go and have sex with. That's not crazy. Oh, goddamn. I wish. Cardi the best. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll be fine. And I am actually seeing her. <laughs> I'm seeing her here on Culture's Instagram with their matching pink Birkins. Of course you are. <sighs> I cannot believe Culture has an Instagram. <laughs> she does. Culture Kiari. Of course. I was gonna say, is it Culture Kiari? <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> Oh man, how long have <laughs> the they caption had this says, reserved? <laughs> me and mommy, me and my mommy. My mom was annoying me, but it's okay because I look cute. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Cardi wrote that. <laughs> I know she did. I can't wait for some of these people's kids to like grow up and start making books of all of the captions that you made on their goddamn pages when they were kids. <laughs> Oh, I just saw the video of her in culture. That is too cute. Oh, my God. This mm-hmm. whole thing is fucking adorable. I can't wait for Kavya to be, like, 16 <laughs> <laughs> and look back yes. at these posts. She probably won't be like, no, that's actually what I was thinking. Yeah, like, yeah. no, I can tell just by the way I'm looking at you that I fully felt that way. <laughs> have I changed? No. I have not. I meant all, all that shit. And then is this a Rolex? What am I looking at? <laughs> This icy shit? My God, mm. the things they have given this little girl. <laughs> I mean, why not? This is... Uh, <laughs> you know what? You know what, niggas? Enjoy your life. I'm gonna just say that. Enjoy your life and enjoy, enjoy your Because this is absurd, what I just saw. But okay. Mm. Have fun. Because you're here <laughs> for a good time. <laughs> Y'all are here for a good time, time, period, okay? And you're going to spoil your baby. And I can't say I wouldn't do the same if I had it like that. I damn sure would. Ask my dog. Shit. Uh, Well, we all know Link is a very bad bitch who only has the finest of things. Right. So (laughs) that's your bad. Only reason I step up to the mic every week is because she's got expensive (laughs) tape. How are you supposed to afford her upkeep? Um, also divorcing apparently is Ray J and Princess Love. Apparently he filed for a divorce last week, a couple days ago. Um, and allegedly has not seen or spoken to his wife since, who 
may have found out about it the same way that we all did. No, shut up. Not on fucking TMZ. He released a statement to E.T., though. Oh, Lord. If you really... if you Ray J. Ray J. <laughs> not E.T., Jesus. <laughs> if you really gave a statement to Entertainment Tonight and have not spoken to your wife and did not... Like, you ain't shit. A spit in the face. This is three paragraphs of information that was given to an entertainment publication. I have to believe that they, they, they have to have spoken to each other. I can't. Anyways, he basically went on about how much he loves her and wishes her well. And, you know, he's setting her off into the sunset or whatever the fuck, even though I don't buy any of it. Um, but princess will be fine. Princess is fine. Right. Princess. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I'm not saying she'll be fine because she's fine. I'm sure it'll help. But, like, girl, you don't need that nigga. And I, I'm sorry. Like, the length of the relationship that we have witnessed with the two of them, you are another one, my dear, that I'm ready to see out in these streets flourishing. I remember when that nigga pushed you into a pool on national television. And you went to jail. Yes. (laughs) So That happened on fucking VH1 or whatever for all of us to see. I remember that clearly. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I've been seeing this divorce coming. When he left her pregnant in Vegas or L.A. or whatever it was, and and she went on Instagram Live and all this, I was like, it ain't no way y'all is going to make it through this. You stressing her out in pregnancy, my nigga? No, <laughs> it ain't no way. I hope that Princess can get in touch with Lala Anthony <laughs> and that Lala can give her uh, a course of Freakum Dress 101. Oh, yes, because Lala do know how to make these niggas sick on Instagram. <laughs> Lala said, when he acts wrong, that's when I put it on. Period. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I yes. would like for Miss Princess Love to get on in whatever. Bitch, you could be going to the kitchen. I don't care where the fuck. You could right, be you getting dressed <laughs> to go to the foyer or foyer or whatever the fuck it is. I don't care. Put on some stockings and some pumps and whatever the fuck's sexy oh, and get your motherfucking ass up on, on <laughs> live or wherever. And not even for that nigga. For you. That's right, girl. Give us all get of your, it. Fuck that remember when <laughs> she were they at like a baby shower i think they were at the baby shower and ray j sonia and brandon were lined up across from her See, going at it no, the mama was mad at her ass brandy had some kind of a disagreement no. and there was all team nor with like so mm, do you have anything to say because we've been all like a simultaneous apology or whatever the fuck was the story arc that season right girl Mm-mm. Then people could have been kissed my ass. <laughs> Period. So good. I'm glad that she <laughs> has been freed from the grasp of Ray J of all people. Like, I feel like the secret that everybody but Princess knows is that she is way too fine for him. And I don't know how she don't get it, but you just deserved so much better than that. Just so much better than the way that nigga was going to treat you. So. You got two kids, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm sure, sure they're, they're adorable. And, you know, light up every second of your life, except for maybe the moments <laughs> where they throw up on you or whatever. Maybe that's even joyous. Who knows? I don't have any. But, like, girl, take those two babies, love up on them, and then when you put them to bed, 
crack open that closet, Period. put on your dress, exactly. and get on this internet and remind these bitches that you are bad all by your motherfucking self. That's right. That's the fuck you do. Crying and fighting with uh, Tierra Marie's black ass over this nigga. <laughs> And whatever random hoe he's with, girl, you better than that. Take your child support. Take care of yourself and your kids and move on. Uh, last but not least, do you remember when, <laughs> when Nicki Minaj was talking about how she had this song she was trying to get cleared with Tracy Chapman? Yes. It was like, like a Tracy Chapman <laughs> sample and then... The song couldn't come out because Tracy said no, but I then it did. I do remember this. <laughs> and Tracy sued her. So, <laughs> okay. A judge just ruled in favor of Nikki last week, saying, "Oh wow, artists usually experiment with works before seeking licenses from rights holders, and rights holders typically ask to see a proposed work before approving a license." A ruling uprooting these common practices would limit creativity and stifle innovation within the music industry. So essentially, I mean, that's kind of true. What this is complicated, and it's going to trial anyway. So it's not I really. I was gonna like, say it ain't no way she's just laying over and taking that. <laughs> hell no, Tracy's people said that was cute. Um. Anyway, see you in court. <laughs> like right. I kind of see both sides because it's true. Like, you know, you are going to go into the studio and and experiment with samples, experiment with all kinds of different, you know, works. And people do it and have been doing it for fucking ever. You know what I'm saying? But after that is when you get the approval or you don't get the approval and you move accordingly from that. So the judge is correct that... To rule against that would be a little unfair or complicate things in terms of creativity in in the music industry. However, right. how that song <laughs> still made it onto the radio and can still be heard in bits and pieces on the internet if you look hard enough, I guess, that's a whole different conversation. And I'm sure that is really what they're going to have to you know, decide on whenever it does get to trial. So. Right, exactly. Because... I don't think it would have been a legal issue if the song had never been released for other people to pay for. That's always where the the legal shit comes in. You can do whatever you want to with somebody else's shit if you put it out for free. Well, it wasn't. Uh, it didn't come out for free because it was left off of the album. They didn't put it on the album, but somehow it was sent to, I believe, Funkmaster Flex. And they played it on so the radio. So Funkmaster Flex played the record without knowing whether it was cleared? I would have a lot to say to that man if that was the case. I mean, and so I'll let the courts and the lawyers and the judges figure out the details of all that because I certainly don't know. But I remember listening to an interview with Sid from the internet several years back where she was talking about how she don't even like to play around with making songs that have samples unless the shit is cleared. Because what you don't want to do is fall in love with a fucking record that you can't put out because you can't you get can't the shit. Use. Right. Because you can't get the shit cleared. And so ever since then, I have thought about that when I think about how people construct their songs and, you know, what the process is for sampling since so many people do it. And since certain words, even not even just the beat, but certain words yeah. put together counts as sampling now. And you have to credit that person as a featured artist on the fucking record, like Beyonce with a uh, soldier boy. And when she said, hop out the bed and, and put mm -hmm. a swag on at the end of that fucking song. So 
you know, all of that is is super complex and I'll let the professionals deal with it. But, you know, I agree that people should be allowed to do whatever they want to. I, I But I do also agree that if you take my intellectual property and put it online for profit without an agreement worked out with me, we're going to have an issue. Yeah, or and it doesn't even really have to be for profit because, again, they didn't sell it. But it's just like, girl, if mama didn't want... I read that she kind of has like a whole blanket dealing with this where it's not even one is specific to any one artist. I don't know if that's true or not. But what I did find funny is that apparently (laughs) this is so remember a couple of weeks ago, whenever we were talking about Adele, how I mentioned that a lot of reggae artists and dancehall artists would just take songs like popular songs that just came out yesterday and then do a reggae version of it. (laughs) Right. So there's a singer named Foxy Brown, not the obvious Foxy right. Brown okay. from right here. Okay. <laughs> there's a singer who I believe is Trini also, who did uh, her own reggae version of Baby Can I Hold You by Tracy Chapman, or like a piece of it, I think, anyway. And <laughs> it's so like, nigga, if you're from any island, like in a Caribbean... <laughs> right. You have probably heard it at somebody's birthday party or gathering or whatever. So I be- from what I read, it sounds like they thought that the song, they didn't realize that that song was actually Tracy Chapman's song when they were done with it. Wow. So they had to find out maybe at the last minute some other way. Because again, Nikki being Trini, I'm sure she was like, oh, that's a fucking song I grew up on or whatever. I'm going to do my own little version of that with Nas, who was also supposed to be on my song. And so somebody was like, oh, no, girl, that actually wasn't her. hers. You're going to have to talk to that black woman. Oh, wow. <laughs> and Miss Tracy said, no, she don't even want it to exist. And I'm like, uh, whatever. I get it. It's like... It having been done, produced, mixed and mastered, it e- e- mixed and mastered even is one thing, but it being available for people to hear is something else. Yeah, it whether you sell have it never, or not, right? I mean, and I guess that's true. It should have never been released, period, without her permission. I'm just thinking, like, if it was me personally, if you put something out on your SoundCloud for free, that's one thing. I don't think I'm going to be pissed at you using a clip of me or I wouldn't, yeah. whatever, right? But when you start making money off of it is where I'm like, okay, well, now we have to call the fucking law because I don't know who you think you are using my shit and not giving me nothing when you making something off of it. It's the same Mm -hmm. reason I don't do like conferences and shit for free because if you charge an admission, then why am I doing this for free? Because you're using (laughs) my name to get people to spend money. So why like make that make sense? So, you know, Hopefully it all gets worked out. I haven't even actually, have you heard this song? I haven't even heard this song. The Nikki song? Yeah, the Nikki Tracy Chapman. No. Yeah, no, I haven't even heard it, so. I know the song. I mean, I know the song it's referencing because I know the Tracy Chapman song, but I don't, I haven't heard it. And honestly, I don't really need oh, to. Okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not even right. really interested. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> okay. <you know>. Okay. <laughs> Like, no shade. I just, like, it's not something that I was, like, eager to go and listen to or whatever, but (laughs) it's complicated. However it got to the radio is the issue. And, and, like, songs leak. So it's not even like the artists themselves can always control a song coming out if they didn't intend it to. But it being, like, received by an incredibly famous 
DJ and them playing it, like you said, without knowing if it was cleared or not. Yeah. Like, that, that yo, don't make somebody got to answer some questions. <laughs> yeah, somebody at Hot 97 got to answer some fucking questions because I know Flex didn't just open an email and play that fucking record. Like, if this had to go through somebody, and I just refuse to believe y'all did that without checking first. But best of luck. Let the lawyers figure that shit out. I wonder how Mama's pregnancy is doing. Um, she's good. Who's pregnant? Nikki. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, my God. I was like, wait a fucking minute. When did she do? Do we know? I feel like probably soon, because when them pictures came out, she looked pretty pregnant. Yeah, she did. Well, you know what? <laughs> Nikki probably done gave birth already and just ain't told nobody she so have. she can have her baby to her damn self. And I'm not mad. And I would touch and agree period. with that. I'm not even telling these niggas when I get pregnant, much less the day I give birth. Y'all can kiss my ass. <laughs> we literally going to show up to your house one day and be like, who is this? <laughs> so like a six-year-old. I'm going to FaceTime all you niggas. <laughs> From the hospital, like, hey, so guess what? I need somebody to pick me up. I'm like, girl, what happened? <laughs> girl, just had this baby. What? <laughs> Especially if we stay in quarantine for the next two years, like it's looking like thanks to you niggas who don't want to stay your ass at home. But anyway, anyway. you're you would literally do this. You no, you're damn right. I mean, I would tell y'all, <laughs> I would tell like six people, but I would absolutely have a baby in secret. And never tell the internet. Same. <laughs> Period. I would never put that online. Well, good luck to everybody. Let's take a break. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough. Okay. If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know Kid Fury and Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories. 
Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. Okay, guys, we are back now with your listener letters. And this week, listener letters is brought to you again by Royal Oils. With Royal Oils, you never have to choose between a healthy scalp and moisturized hair again. That's right. We love it. But let's get right to the questions. This first one comes from, I'll just call you Chloe, who has questions related to the game Spirit Fairer that we both talked about a couple weeks ago yeah. on the show. So um, what did I just call them? Chloe. Chloe. Chloe says, do either of you have a favorite spirit? Mm. And then she listens, she lists her own, but I wanted to get your answer first about your favorite spirit. I love Atoll. The frog. Oh, Atoll. (laughs) He's just so jovial. He eats everything you make him. He literally (laughs) will eat anything. The rest of them are so fucking picky. Atoll will eat anything you cook (laughs) so he's not picky he's always jovial i love that he's like in his house he doesn't have a bed instead he has like a little pond or whatever that he sleeps in which i think is cute um so i guess he might be my favorite if i had to choose another one it's oh my gosh what was um oh shit what's her name the female lion oh Mm, what is it? Shit, 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 shit. Because shit. the the male lion got on my nerves. I can't hear you. Oh, my bad. I was saying that the male lion. I was saying that the male lion got on my nerves. Astrid, oh yeah, no, that's the Astrid, I, Astrid is the female. Yes. I I feel like I sympathized with her <laughs> because her man was just trash. I love that. Her it's man like, was trash. It's so like a lot of the the topics, the subject, and the stuff that the the everyone's going through is so interesting and complicated and different. But yeah, her nigga was garbage and was like completely pompous, mm-hmm. and she had to see it for herself. And like after taking him back, we're talking about two imaginary lions. I love. We are. Show. We are. After taking him back and all of that shit, but you know what I loved about it Niggas. is that after. After she found out that he was cheating on her again or whatever, they make you give her space. Yeah. Like, it it tells you that you have to, like, leave her alone for, I think, like, six days or something like that. Yeah. Before she'll finally come and talk to you again. It's just so emotionally intelligent to me. And yeah. I love the, um, I don't remember her, her name either. The, was she a porcupine? Oh, Lord. The older lady? Yeah. <laughs> Mm. That one made that one. You got loved me in the her because she kind of got on my nerves. <laughs> why? <laughs> because at a certain point, so this—if you didn't already tell—if you couldn't already tell—these are big spoilers for the game. But that character um, has Alzheimer's or some other similar disease, 
Yeah. And at some point, she gets really mean and starts talking about how you are trying too hard or you doing too much or whatever. Or maybe that's just me because I was constantly trying to make sure everybody was happy. But when she did Uh, that, I was like, well, fuck you too then, bitch. I ain't gonna walk y'all ass (laughs) up and down the fucking boat no more then, bitch, since that's how you feel. I never experienced that. Bitch, I was trying to help your bitch ass. I was so mad at her for that. Okay, so I never had that. It made me... (laughs) <laughs> some of them will some of them will be like I'm fine <laughs> so like, <laughs> like I mean, some of them after yes. a while will be like girl I'm good like I don't I don't need to do and even Astrid if you try to talk to Astrid while she's going through her mood then she'll be like bitch I said I'm not in the mood and that's that right. and I can respect that but this bitch came at me crazy like I'm trying to help you figure out your mm. memories about your lost ass daughter bitch I'm in here changing clothes and shit trying to make you happy and here you go this is how you talk to me but it's also implied that she doesn't really know who you are like a lot of the times she doesn't realize that it is um, yeah it she doesn't you. realize it's Stella right and that's yeah. why I was like I'm really trying not to take this personally but right now I'm really personally mad at this game and I need <laughs> to investigate why that is because I'm really yeah. pissed at this woman to the point where I don't want to help her do anything it just hit me in the fields because she's all old and they make you like move I don't know if you even had to deal with this oh like, I sure you, did yes I had to move had her to down move her to, the to the ground floor yes because she couldn't climb stairs no more um when when she went through the the door i got a little oh no that one touched my heart (laughs) not at all i was actually pretty happy to take her to the door no shade just (laughs) because she talked to me so fucking crazy that's how i felt about (laughs) astrid's husband when he was like i'm ready to go i was like bitch i'm ready for you to go right it's time for you to get off my let's go get out never liked you (laughs) i did not like him either but uh my favorite was probably summer the snake who believes in meditation and therapy oh my gosh i loved summer i forgot about her i did not want to take summer to the door I I delayed that as long as I possibly could because I did not want to get rid of Summer. That broke my... I wept the entire time I dropped her off. (laughs) And she's the one who teaches you how to play the guitar, isn't she? Yes. Summer teaches you how to play the guitar so that you can grow the crops faster. And she teaches you how to meditate, although so far I haven't really found... I mean, I'm not done with the game yet, but I haven't really found a use for that yet. But I thought that me and Summer were going to have a lot more time together. And she says the same thing in her same goodbye. So for her mm-hmm. to be like, yeah, I have to go, though. So bye. I'm just like, no, bitch. I actually grew to love you. So how dare you? Like, I was. Yeah, really she was one of the, I think she was the second one on mine to leave because the very first one was the first person. Yeah. That, or the first spirit, rather. That, that bougie-ass girl. <laughs> that reindeer. Yeah. I think she's a reindeer or something. That bougie-ass reindeer. And I thought you could yeah. get rid of their houses when they leave, but you can't. And now I no. understand why. Yeah. But, you know, your boat gets bigger. So if you haven't played Spiritfarer, that is Spirit and then F-A-R-E-R, go check it out. Mm. It is an it's incredible really good. game. Yeah, it's so, so good. And if you just want to feel connected to something bigger than yourself and cry and all that shit, then it is definitely for you. And it's like, it's it doesn't really have, I don't think you can lose. You know, it's not like Yeah, it's not a, a lose game. type thing. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly just about progression and storytelling. So it's not even like you're going, I mean, it can be challenging, but it's not like you're 
going to have like a difficulty finishing it or beating it. You probably won't want to, but it's like a perfect game for right now, especially for a sensitive bitch like me, because (laughs) everything being garbage, it's nice to have a video game. Like I mentioned, that literally allows you to give hugs, press a button, hug a cute animal spirit. And then like, you know, go on an adventure on your boat together. Yeah, And they still have full autonomy. If they don't want to hug, they can tell you that. And that's fine. Oh, yeah. You go on about your fucking day. Like, bitch, we just Mm -hmm. hugged yesterday. Please be serious. (laughs) Yeah. And then some of them want certain recipes and it's just fun figuring out how to do everything. And I just love the game. So like Kaviri said, it's not like you can lose at it. It's just a matter of progression of skills and they will gradually test you more and more. So you get to a certain level. But if you don't get to that level, it's not like, I mean, you probably just didn't play it nonstop like I did. So, Mm. but best of luck to everybody who goes and downloads it because it's an incredible game. And thank you to the developers. So, yeah, I think it's like 20 bucks. Go check out. Yes. Let's move on. Unless they, (laughs) you know what? I bet they didn't shoot the price way up because they seem like the kind of hippies who like want to keep things as affordable as possible. Typically, gaming publishers won't shoot a price up <laughs> like it oh, will either stay popular. the same <laughs> okay or it will eventually get cheaper yeah i was gonna say because breath of the wild has been 60 dollars for like two and a half years oh yeah Mama <laughs> said, <"No>, no. <laughs> y'all aren't zelda getting said, a decrease on the price of breath of the wild <laughs> zelda said here in hyrule we know our work <laughs> and it's 60 dollars a pop <laughs> so cough it up and every now and then somebody emails me and they're like shouldn't they be dropping the price of this game after a certain point i'm like girl i (laughs) don't know what to tell you because normally i think they would but it's still like the number one game so yeah i'm getting that game came out like within the first year of the switch i feel like it's like not even even almost (laughs) new anymore but she's standing firm in her beliefs And there's nothing you can do about it. All right, let's move on to the garbage. Um, This question comes from, let's call her Hallie. And she says, I find out from my sister two years ago that my brother-in-law was cheating on her and was in a whole ass relationship behind her back. For months, my sister confided in me while I had to act like I didn't know what was going on around his ass at family events and everything else. Eventually, it became too much to bear, and I asked my therapist what to do, because keeping this secret from my mother was killing me. We talk every day. And she didn't know anything other than that their marriage was rocky. Plus, she loves everything about that nigga, so I couldn't wait to knock him off that pedestal. Wow. My therapist said it would be best for me to give my sister an ultimatum that she could either tell our mother by herself by a set date or I would tell her, period. Long story short, I told my mama and our sister was (laughs) and still is pissed at me. And Mm. they dumbasses stayed married. Of course they did, sis. I could have told you that part. Before this betrayal, my sister and I talked daily and now she won't reply to my text half the time, let alone answer the phone. I mean, Mm. I can't blame her. Originally, I was not the only family member in the Fuck That Nigga Club, but lately it seems like I'm the last one holding down the fort. (laughs) Damn, girl, you just lost all your cards. (laughs) They hit you with like three back-to-back draw fours. I personally, I personally think that my sister keeping this secret had more to do with their stature within the church that my mom also attends than anything else. 
But my husband and best friend both say that I should leave this alone. Definitely should not reach out to my brother-in-law. So I'm wondering what you two think should I I'm wondering what you two think I should do. Should I acknowledge his presence now? Should I just let it go and pretend nothing happened? Thanks for any advice. Love, Hallie. Hallie, this is um, one of those things where it's like, you know, a listener asking what they should do. And I'm so petty that I can't even guess. You know, I, <laughs> I honestly feel like cordial for me would be just not acknowledging you exist. I like, I feel like, and I guess it's not cordial. I think that that would be like best case scenario. Um, and it's okay if everybody else feel like different than you do, whether they mm-hmm. felt the same before or not, because, you know, it is what it is. And that's not really anything. There's not really anything you can do about that. But I don't think that you need to, like, conform to the, you know, team he stays. You know, I don't know mm-hmm. what I just tried to say. But, like, you don't have to, like, be like... Oh, I'm going to go ahead and be nice to this nigga now since I guess it's all water under the bridge. Like, nah, I would forever be like, fuck that. You cheat on my sister, whatever family member, friend, or whatever. It's fuck you. I don't have anything to say, even if they have something to say to you. And I will get frustrated with your motherfucking ass if you look at me like I'm crazy for it. Yeah. Like, I get I get her sister, I guess, being upset that, they, that she told the mom. Mm-hmm. or whatever even though i also understand where you coming from <laughs> wanting to tell your mama especially since you talk to her as every fucking day right. so i get that but i understand why she's upset about it and hopefully likely she will process that and and be able to move on and move forward or whatever but at the same time it's like girl you gonna come to me your sister <laughs> come on be real with it and tell me that this nigga is cheating on you, dogging you, doing whatever the fuck, but I'm supposed to now feel different because you feel different? Like, no. Mm, no. No. And you That's knew not that what when it you is. told me, right? That's the risk you take whenever you tell your family and friends about how your partner yes. done got on your nerves. The fact that they will not get over it and they will not forgive the nigga the way you will because he's not fucking us and we don't like him like that. So <laughs> that's just the that's just the chance you take. I honestly feel for you in a way, Hallie, because this is, you know, you was kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place. But the fact that, you know, you said your therapist said, oh, give her this choice. She can tell her or you can tell her. And then you said, right. long story short. I'm like, OK, so that <laughs> <laughs> so that leads me to believe that you did mm. not actually follow your therapist's advice. You didn't tell your sister, hey, you have to k- tell mama within two weeks or I'm going to tell her. I have a feeling that you just took that and ran with it and told your mama. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling. <laughs> mm, you never know. And that's why your sister is mad. Maybe you'll email us back and, and clarify that for sure. But if so, I don't. I mean, honestly, now that I think about it, my advice doesn't really change whether you violated your sister's, you know, privacy or secrecy or not, because 
if she was gone forgive him and move on with him then you really had no choice other than to do the same because to cut him off and be like oh no this man is trash i know what he did and i won't forgive him is to divorce yourself from your sister because if she is committed to making this work with that man like to go against him is probably going to cut you off from her and i'm not even saying that that's the wrong thing to do but you're right because a lot of times these niggas need to actually face consequences when they don't under any other circumstances. Yeah. So I fully get that. But you also have to be willing to say, okay, so then my sister's not going to come to me when she needs me or when she's upset or when something goes wrong anymore. And a lot of people are just not willing to cut off that family relationship like that. So what I would do, me, because I am the raggedy bitch that I am, I would tell my sister nonstop, you know, I can't stand your raggedy ass husband, right? That nigga is trash, girl. Like, I would be telling her the absolute truth about that nigga, but I would also be putting up with him in a family environment simply because she was doing the same thing. And that's her fucking husband. Um, You reminded me that Dorothy Sbornak went through something similar All with right. her child. <laughs> no, that's... I feel like this could work out to genuine advice. Okay, Um, okay. (laughs) Her daughter's husband came, I mean, her daughter came home and told them that her husband was cheating or whatever. And the whole episode, Dorothy was like, you know, she was reasonably upset and was ready to kill him. And at some point, the nigga (laughs) came over to the house. They had a conversation. And Kate, her daughter, decided to get back with him. And she was, and everybody else was like, all right, and Dorothy was like raging and she was trying to get her her daughter to to feel different and see it from her point of view or whatever, whatever. And Sophia basically did what you just did and said, bitch, eventually, if you keep this up, you ain't gonna see that girl no more. Right. And you're not gonna see her kid or whatever. So what mama did <laughs> at the end of the episode, Dorothy took uh her daughter's husband to the side, explained what what it feels like. As a mother, mm-hmm. in this case, for you, it would be as a sister to have something like that happen, to know what's going on, and to feel as protective over that person as you do. And she ended it by saying, if you ever do it again, I will break every bone in your she hands. She did say that. She did say that. <laughs> um, I feel like that's great. You know, I feel like that's probably... <laughs> you know, a, a decent enough idea. Yeah. I would probably pull him to the side... If, you know, your sister wants to be present. In fact, yes, both of them. Right on over to the side. And I would say, you know what? I feel very strongly about the things that I know because this is my sister. And I will will end lives for her. But you're here. And that's okay. And if she's happy, as long as she's happy, I will be happy. But if this happens again, if I hear anything like this again... You and me are going to have serious problems and nobody's going to be able to work out. Right. And she already knows leave it at that. that like really telling me the truth about this is going to piss me off. So if she needs to come to me anyway, then just consider yourself deceased because we don't have nothing else to talk about at that point. But best of luck to you with this whole situation. I certainly would not want to be in the middle of my mama and my brother-in-law or my sister because that just sounds like entirely too fucking much and also giving niggas a whole lot that they do not deserve but good luck 
<laughs> Why do I keep mashing the mute button? I'm just going to wait for you to finish. I just had a lot of heartfelt things to say, but you I know I believe what? it. It looked it. <laughs> <laughs> the listeners heard it, so I'm going to move on. Yeah, that's all that matters. Hopefully, so you know what? Unfortunately, I told Kifiri right before we started recording that the edible had hit. You did not even have to share that with me. Well, I mean, because this is like two or three times now that I have accidentally muted myself and I have been over here really talking and you're just like, bitch, what? <laughs> so, you know, blame COVID. But anyway, our last letter comes from Rose, who says, I have three housemates, housemates, which has been a challenge since the pandemic started. Is her name really Rose or did you just no, back off she the gave Girls, like? she gave herself Golden Girls nicknames and okay, cute. she keeps that theme throughout the letter. Yes. Most of us work from home, but one housemate Blanche is an essential worker and had been working <laughs> straight through. I know she is. <laughs> you know she is. We've talked about precautions and safety and everybody has been mindful. My mother passed away earlier this year from a non-related illness. She had been sick for many years, and my parents would have celebrated their 40-year anniversary in August. My father, understandably, is devastated. I bought the house with the long-term plan of moving in my father in the event of my mother's passing, and that is a plan that both of my parents took a lot of comfort in. My mom had my dad promise that he would live with me, and he is elderly, very lonely, and has his own health worries. One housemate is moving out and the plan is to fix up their room for my dad. My other housemate, my other housemate almost called her Horothy, Dorothy, (laughs) who is also a dear friend, is cool with that and has known that that was my plan long before the virus hit. I haven't discussed this with Blanche yet. Here's the problem. Dorothy strongly suspects that Blanche has been fired from her job and does sex work to survive. (laughs) I have been out of town attending to my dad. And she says that Blanche no longer goes to work, leaves the house all hours of the night, sometimes in very tiny leather skirts, takes long walks during the day in odd clothes and comes home at odd hours. She also seems to go out to do laundry every night because she carries a laundry bag. Blanche hasn't told me that she lost her job, but I saw a letter from Cobra when I brought in the mail one day. In my naivete, I just thought she was acting odd because she was depressed. She sometimes pays the rent late, but she always pays it. For the record, I don't care that Blanche might do sex work. I worry about her safety, but I am not her mom. The reason I'm concerned is because we are in a global pandemic and I don't know how you can do sex work safely. What if she brings COVID-19 back home? My nightmare since April has been passing the virus to my dad. The problem is that I am not 100% sure whether Blanche is a sex worker and I haven't asked her. Dorothy just came to me with her concerns and I'm connecting the dots with what I've witnessed. How can I talk to her about this? Is it wrong to ask her to move out and give her depo- give her her deposit plus a little extra to help her find a new place? Everybody in this house has a month-to-month lease. I am thinking about having a house meeting and telling everyone that I plan to move my dad into the house come November and that I will need two rooms free to do so. Any advice you guys have would be appreciated. Love your podcast, and I pray you remain healthy and are well throughout all of this. Love, Rose. Thanks, Rose. Um, I don't know. Like, 
I don't, I don't know exactly what the results should be as I'm sitting here thinking about it, but I don't know that whatever she could be doing is relevant to the conversation anyway. Cause as you said, your concern is just about her health and bringing it, you know, or, you know, her not being healthy or getting sick and then possibly bringing that into your home. Um, so like, I don't, think you would need to be like, hey, girl, where are you going all hours of night? You know, it's like, obviously, you're not here. If you're not at home, you're probably among people or you are among people when you're in the process of wherever you're going, you know? So I think that I would talk to her, if anything, just about uh, my plans and try to get an understanding of her risk to exposure or whatever mm-hmm. um and then go from there and if it's something that you know <clears throat> if it's a thing where she's like you know yeah i'm i have been around some people whether it's for work or whatever fucking reason and it's not something that you're comfortable with then yeah maybe you can bring up the idea of her finding a new place giving her the time or whatever to do that if it's not going to work but i don't i don't i just don't know that the sex work part of it matters or has to do with anything yeah i kind of feel like the sex work thing is only notable because that's her job because there are lots of (laughs) (laughs) you are so stupid i don't understand why i can't i'm gonna move the whole cursor off of facetime okay so What I was saying was, (laughs) I feel like the sex worker thing is only relevant because that is this person's particular job, but that anybody who has a high risk job would probably need to take the same precautions as a sex worker. So if I were you, I would just look at it as, you know, the same way I would if it was any other job so that you make sure you're not being biased against her because of the sex work thing as opposed to something else and you know maybe that means and and sex work covers a lot of jobs so (laughs) what i would do you can be a sex worker and literally never meet a person a client you can right and you know what i mean like there's all kind you're right right but if she's going out and meeting people all hours of the day and night i mean i guess first of all i would just ask her how she's taking care of herself, how she's doing, like just be kind of a human with her first and foremost. And then, you know, if it's a situation where y'all can talk about limiting the risk as much as possible. So like making sure she's washing her hands all the time and, you know, she's wearing a mask or the, or the John is wearing a mask or, you know, whoever could possibly be wearing a mask. And, you know, I don't even, I don't even, all the protection that you could possibly use that sort of situation, then maybe that will ease your mind about it. Or if there is a bedroom that has its own attached bathroom, like a master room, if y'all can work it out so that your father gets that room. And then that way he has fewer spaces where he's in contact with everybody else. If he Mm -hmm. can have his own bedroom and bathroom then that means you can come into his room all the time with a mask on and y'all can have air purifiers and all that other shit and you know he gets his needs met 
without having to sacrifice anything and your roommate is not out of a place. But your roommate right. might also be like, oh, I'm not trying to have that old man's health on my fucking hands. Like, let me just get out of here. So right. either way, I would have the meeting with them sooner rather than later. I would come to her yeah. privately about her work situation just to make sure she doesn't need anything that she doesn't have like condoms or dental dams or hand sanitizer or masks or whatever. Cause let me tell you who's been buying like a pack of masks every two weeks, me bitch, because mm-hmm. I'm not, I will not run out. So, you know, maybe she just needs some supplies or maybe she needs somebody to talk to, or maybe she just needs a safe place to live and pay her rent while she lives her fucking life. But there, hopefully there is a way here where everybody can be an adult about the situation and come to a resolution that makes sense for everybody. Cause obviously you yeah. don't want to get your dad sick, but also obviously you don't want to put somebody out on the streets that you don't have to put out on the fucking streets. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about it, figure out what works. And like Crystal said, like be human and just sit and talk to her. I highly doubt that if you tell her, Hey, I want my sick dad. Um, I'm not my sick dad. I want my dad to come and, and stay at the house with us, like, I think that she'd probably understand the severity or the seriousness of that. Right. And, you know, try to work with you and get an idea of whatever is the best thing to do. But I'm sure they could figure something out. Yes. Good luck to you, Rose. I love that you just wrote Sophia off from the very beginning. Sophia was leaving any damn way. <laughs> so yeah. it was really between you and Dorothy and Blanche, which is Mostly how it worked on the series anyway, but <laughs> probably right, right before Shady Pines burned down. <laughs> Good luck to you though, sis. Um, and thanks again to Royal Oils from Head and Shoulders for sponsoring this week's listener letters. The Royal Oils line makes it easy to keep your hair and your scalp moisturized and healthy. You can find out why we love it so much when you pick up all the products in their collection at Walmart stores or at walmart.com. All right. If you have questions for us, Send them to asktherita at gmail.com. We'll be right back. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month, and Talkspace, leading virtual therapy provider, is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things, depending on the time and time. But if you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time, if it's been on your mind, to give it a try. Celebrate May, Mental Health Awareness Month, and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of The Read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8. Zero. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Okay, so we're back, and it is now time for the read. It is. Uh, you can go. If you want. Okay. Well, I am passing my read this week. Pass the read. 
I just have. Whenever you take your phone off mute. <laughs> I literally don't know how I did it. This I just I, like girl. Okay. I literally don't know how it happened that time. Like it wasn't nowhere near that fucking part. But like I said, I am passing my read this week. Mm. And I am passing my read to one person known as Stephen A. Smith. <laughs> now, Stephen Smith, if you don't know him, it doesn't really Isn't matter. Is that a famous person? Yeah, I mean, yes. So Stephen Smith is a ESPN personality. He talks about sports a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and he is known for being kind of rowdy. And... <laughs> He's controversial in a lot of ways, not saying he's always wrong or right, but, you know, there's a reason people tune in to watch Stephen A. Smith. However, this past week, the Atlanta Falcons played the Dallas Cowboys. And you know how I feel about 28 and 3. 28 and 3 is my baby. Yeah, it is. Well, I have to thank the Falcons for giving my baby a sibling because they were up. (laughs) They had a 20 and 0 lead over the Dallas Cowboys. (laughs) With four minutes left in the game, they was up by like... 14, 15 points. And these niggas still managed to lose. The Atlanta Falcons, friend, the Atlanta Falcons led throughout the entire game. At not one point did the Cowboys have a lead over the Falcons during the regular time of the game. At not one point, friend, they literally won with zero seconds left on the clock. That is how bad the Atlanta Falcons are. So Stephen A. Smith went on his show to talk about the Falcons, and I am going to play his reaction, probably the first minute, minute 15 of it for y'all right here, because it sums up everything I could possibly say. Amen. I'd like to sit up there and say something that I've never said about an NFL team before. I mean, Atlanta Falcons might be the dumbest team that I've witnessed in the modern era. I want to get this. Let me get this straight. Last time I checked, because, I mean, Keyshawn, you're here. You're the football aficionado. I do believe that you're allowed to fall on the ball prior to it going 10 yards, if I remember correctly. I mean, I do believe that. So we have not one, not two, not three, not four, five. I ain't trying to imitate LeBron James here. I'm talking about literally what transpired. Five different Atlanta Falcons around the football. And then you see a couple like number 81 that was actually backing up and away from the football. Tell me what kind of sense that makes whatsoever. That might be the dumbest thing that I have seen transpire on a football team in the modern era. I already thought I thought I ain't burned an Atlanta Falcons jersey that they sent us. I just threw mine in the garbage. Okay, I was an Atlanta Falcon fan anyway, but if, if ever. There was a time where I'd never root for them again. It would be now. Dan Quinn's got to go. I mean, listen, they ain't been the same since they blew the 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. You getting rid of assistant coaches, got rid of three last November, got rid of an additional two this past January. There's always somebody's fault. But in the end, you have a situation. I know Julio Jones dropped the touchdown pass. I get all of that. I know they could have run the football effectively. I get that. But I'm going to repeat it. 29 to 10 and a half. 20 to nothing. Four Dallas turnovers. I'm talking to three fumbles, four turnovers in the first quarter. 20-0 deficit. All right, 29 to 10 at halftime. 39-24 okay, with so four minutes and 57 point. seconds left. Steven, I cannot believe you. <laughs> I mean, first of all, I had to because yeah. 
<laughs> because the Falcons had just sent out jerseys when when thousands of their paying fans have placed orders and are still waiting for them to be fulfilled. The Falcons sent jerseys to these personalities in sports media for whatever reason, something that I cannot comprehend myself. And so Stephen A. Smith had just worn this Falcons jersey, and I don't know enough about him. Maybe he hates the Cowboys, too, so he was fully expecting the Cowboys to lose. But, of course, they did not lose because they played the Atlanta Falcons. And if anybody (laughs) can find a way to lose a fucking football game, it is the Atlanta Falcons. How are you niggas up 15 fucking points with four minutes left in the game and lose? And it shouldn't even go to OT, my nigga. How? I've watched the tape. I don't see how they did it. Friend, I I truly do not. It's like they hate winning. It's like it's like they're allergic to it. It's like winning breaks them out in hives. It's like they built that fucking stadium on a black church and burial grounds and everything. It's like it's like that stadium is on top of Lake Lanier for how fucking cursed these niggas are. Everybody know not to go to Lake Lanier and everybody know not to root for the goddamn Falcons. <laughs> Because how dare y'all? And Stephen A. Smith says, towards the end of this rant, he says, this is not hate towards ATL. Not towards the city. It's towards Atlanta, that goddamn team. Atlanta, you know I love you. I love the city of Atlanta. Who doesn't? It means so much. It means so much to me. I have had my best strip club experiences in Atlanta, Georgia. Just to scratch Great the surface. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful place, but y'all's football team is doo-doo trash. It's <laughs> so fucking bad. And I just had to play that man's rent because it said what I wanted to say. I'm actually grateful for the loss because like I said, my baby needed a sibling. How the fuck you niggas lose? How did y'all lose that fucking game? When I say Cowboys fans I know have been like, oh, fuck it. I'm done with this. Not even looking at the rest of this shit. How dare these niggas embarrass me like this playing the fucking Falcons to them niggas fucking winning the game. (laughs) Y'all don't deserve good things. Fire Dan Quinn or don't actually don't fire Dan Quinn. Keep Dan Quinn so that I can continue to cackle because I loved it. Thank you so much. That was extraordinary. (laughs) (laughs) I felt very strongly about that game. I did because I could not believe that the Falcons lost that game. They had every opportunity, my nigga, to win that game. How you lose a game that you led for the entire fucking time of the game? At no point were you trailing these niggas. You lost in the last zero second. How? (sighs) I'm done. I'm done. My read this week... Is to a few retailers. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Possibly also Sony. The PlayStation 5 was revealed last week, I believe. If you know two degrees about me, you know that PlayStation is, you know, video games as a whole. Big part of me. 
I'm on my PlayStation 4 all the time, not only for the games, that's where I watch my shows. All of maps and things are on there. It is a, you know, important part of me. Okay. And I need that PlayStation 5. <sighs> now, I can't remember exactly who over at PlayStation said this, but someone before they even, like, did the official reveal on a date and price and all that other stuff, they said, we're going to let y'all know about pre-orders. like ahead of time like we'll give you plenty of time to know when to get ready to try and you know get your pre-order in because obviously has been new consoles you know xbox has a new console coming out around the same time i think so it's like big for gamers right now so they show the thing off how much it costs comes out november 11th i think at least in the u.s and a couple other countries um after the little showcase they're like um, pre-orders will be available at retailers starting as early as tomorrow. As early as tomorrow. Uh-oh. <laughs> I would like to read to you a, uh, a tweet via Walmart. Okay. That was, uh, sent out that same day. Uh, approximately an hour and f- 53 minutes later. <laughs> Oh God. <laughs> Walmart said, make you wait to get the new PlayStation 5? Nah, that's not like us. Go on, pre-order it now. <laughs> nah, that's not like us, bitch. What? To which, of course, all of the other girls were like, no, 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 come over here, pre-order it here, pre-order it here. So, Walmart, Best Buy, Target, GameStop, all of the girls who are possibly going to be selling this motherfucker let their fucking pre-orders up. Like... Two hours after we knew how much the motherfucker was going to cost. I wasn't concerned because the girls told me you will have (laughs) plenty of time to pre-order your shit. Not only that, first of all, when they said it'll be available to pre-order starting tomorrow, I was like, that doesn't give me plenty of time, but there's enough time for me to know and be prepared or whatever. So I went on about my night. But not only that, I also signed up via playstation wow (laughs) okay to be notified and sent a link for pre-orders when they became damn they played you which i never received (laughs) they played okay they played you so i would like to thank all of the companies all of the retailers all of the stores and of course couldn't forget all of you reselling, bot using, <laughs> freak ass bitches that aren't even going to play the things could never give a fuck about a PlayStation if you tried. But you already got them going for fifteen hundred dollars on eBay, bitch. When we ain't even seen the packaging yet. Like, I want to thank all of you girls for just adding another layer of shit on what has already been a doo-doo diarrhea year. Thanks for that. Thank you for being so greedy in all of your fucking capitalizing consumerist-ass bullshit that you were like, no, girl, we're not going to wait another what, uh, six hours. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to go ahead and pull the trigger now because we want as much money as possible. Amazon apparently was sending out emails to motherfuckers that did pre-order and say, just so you know now, a couple of y'all bitches ain't getting shit because we sold too many. Or we did too many pre-orders. Amazon? 
And if Jeff Bezos and, and the girls are going through it, you know that some other oh, ones yeah. are probably Everybody going to be sending out similar right. messages. <laughs> God damn, that's scary. So thank you for this clusterfuck-ass shit show lead into the next gen of games. The only solace that I'm taking in this situation as a gamer and as, as someone who has had every PlayStation that has existed up until this point, I know that... PlayStation, Nintendo, it really doesn't matter which console it is. Usually the first batch of games that comes out on a system are mid, not really great representations of what the system is uh, is capable of. However, the PlayStation 5 is supposed to be launching with the fucking Spider-Man Miles Morales game. They finally gave my nigga Miles his own game. He's at the forefront of it. This black superhero is the star of it. And it comes out with this bitch. Of course, I want to play it on the next-gen software. I mean, on the next-gen hardware. Mm -hmm. Because it's going to look (laughs) way better, likely, than it would on the shit that I have right now. But no. No. Me, a bitch who has given Sony all of this money. One, two, (laughs) three, four times. And PlayStation Portable. And motherfucking PlayStation. What was PS... PS Vita, and whatever the fuck else. Mm. Controllers that cost 60 goddamn dollars a pop. I've given it to you willingly. And I have said, please, sir, may I have some more? This is how we're leading into the next thing. Like, what was it? How did this happen? How did it happen? How did such a fuckery (laughs) fest happen? I'm so confused, and I'm very, very disheartened. But you know what? What what is a win this year? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but if one of you motherfucking knuckle dragon crusty mouth ass bitches think I'm finna pay you a G for a PlayStation Five, you're insane. I'd rather wait until this time next year and pay for what it's actually worth. Cause by then they'll have a smaller version that's half the fucking price any motherfucking way, and it'll probably be in a color that isn't this hideous white. Other than that, Ooh, I thought I saw pictures of a black one coming out. Was that fake? Did you see that? I think so. Oh, you think it was yeah. fake? Oh, okay. Xbox has a a black one and a white one. Like the smaller one, I think, is white and looks funny or whatever. But this one's just it, first of all, it looks like a modem or like an internet router. It does. Or no, it definitely does look like a router. Um, but I want one, I and mean, I want it immediately. Yeah, y'all's kids are gonna fuck that up with hot Cheeto dust, but. That that white, it's not bad, you know? I just don't know that I would actually buy enough games to justify the cost. I know I will. <laughs> oh, and no, you definitely will. Yes, you definitely will. <laughs> it will get tender love and care whenever it can um, sit in my living room or whatever. But I just feel like, wow, what a disappointment. As far as console gaming is concerned, I've always had PlayStation to a pretty high standard. Because great games, great exclusives, the systems are great. I mean, Xbox is literally, it's literally like Pepsi and Coke, for the most part, (laughs) in terms of what the systems can do. Right. But PlayStation usually has better exclusive titles. So I've always been a huge fanboy and was ready to lock my shit in. But of course, yes, once again, bullshit. Surprise, surprise. Also, I wanted to point out when I was reading about um, Ron, Cephas Jones, and Jasmine um, winning their Emmys, I came across this article on the Hollywood Reporter that was uh, titled "Jasmine Cephas Jones Wins Emmy for Blink and You Miss Her Quibi Episode." Wow! Which to me felt weird. Oh no! Slap that person. That's rude. 
So, Scott Feinberg, I read your article. I wanted more information. I wanted to see if it was actually shade the way it felt to me. And as I was reading it, it felt like like halfway through, I was like, maybe he's trying to say how sickening it is that she won an Emmy for an episode where she had, you know, a three-word line. Mm-hmm. Um, but he literally ends it by saying... Um, it is certainly a bizarre situation that makes one wonder, A, why Cephas Jones submitted this particular free Rayshawn episode, given that she has considerably more screen time in other episodes. B, why this submission wasn't flagged by the TV Academy panel. And C, whether voters nominated and honored her performance solely on the basis of the episode submission, which seems unlikely, or on the basis of the full season, or having not watched any of the show at all. Now, mind you, this is is literally the paragraph after he acknowledges that there wasn't a violation of the rules in the submitting Uh, of that episode. So then what was the purpose? (laughs) So what the fuck are you talking about, Scott? And for and like for people who don't know, the whole thing with Quibi is that it's all short form. Right. It's a mobile thing. I don't think Quibi's doing really well right now. I was interested in it. I thought it was great for a motherfucker like me who has a shit attention span. Yeah. So but like that's the whole purpose of the motherfucking thing. The episodes are like nine, ten minutes long, and that just happened to be an episode where she didn't really have as many lines as she did in other episodes of it. But to me, it was like, girl, even if that was the episode that she submitted and, and she had very few lines in that, why that was the episode they chose really to me doesn't matter. But I might assume that many people who voted for her voted for her not only on that, but in the like, yeah, like the whole performance as a whole, like the whole performance throughout the season or series. Um, and that episode and that part of the episode was also incredibly like deep and powerful. Again, like, it's a triggering ass show. So I, you know, yeah. won't judge you if you're yeah. like, girl, I'm gonna sit this one out. But like in that moment and what she represents in what this nigga is going through, it's very like touching. So I don't understand why someone at the Hollywood reporter at that. Right. Decided to take this moment and make it like, Oh, but you know, she ain't even barely even say anything. So how did this even make it through? Bitch. Yeah, what? that's what's giving me the racist part of this. Because first of all, it did were white shows similarly critiqued in this way. This whole how did you win based off the number of words said or whatever. But also the number of words said in any given episode or any given part of the movie that doesn't necessarily affect how powerful the performance is. I bring you back to my Queen exactly. Viola Davis. Yes. When she was in the movie Doubt. For all of eight and a half minutes and yet outacted every white bitch on set, <laughs> period, period. And she was in that long ass movie for like maybe 10 minutes and outshone like, everybody, period. Meryl Streep, it don't mean nothing. Toe to toe, right there with that bitch. Like, so the amount of time you spent on words or whatever doesn't really negate the impact of your character, if you ask me. But again, I don't understand where this man was coming from. <laughs> Me the fuck neither. And honestly, like, I don't understand how you're even, you know, fixing your fingers to type about anything to do with acting or awards for <laughs> acting. When it's like, obviously, you don't have to say anything to move people in films. What about characters that literally don't speak 
You have whole ass movies like The Shape of Water where homegirl in that movie never talks. So... See there. And then, on, on, like, really just cutting it down to the basis, you're talking about a girl who won, or a woman, I'm sorry, who won Best Actress in a Short-Form Comedy or a Drama Series and asking why she won because it was short. It's literally short-form, bitch. It's literally... Bitch, that's the category. The category for hoes who don't have a 30- or 55-minute <sighs> program. It's literally that category. How can you be mad? <laughs> It's like getting mad at fucking Windex for winning best commercial or something. I don't know. I pulled that out of my ass, but the point remains. <laughs> like, how are you going to get mad at her for following the guidelines, submitting what was supposed to be submitted, and then winning? It just sounds like hater shit to me. It did. That's what I'm saying. It really just <laughs> felt like some hater shit. It felt like something un- incredibly unnecessary to to title this about like to title this piece to talk about when you could have been saying hey congratulations to this girl for her knockout you know performance and a fucking mobile app (laughs) drama series with lawrence fucking fishburne in it like oh and she also won in the same awards or the same season as her famous ass that like you could have angled this so many positive ways but you took it you decided to like question or you know highlight the fact that oh well she wasn't like barely even in it so why she picked this episode and why did it make it past panel or whatever the fuck like i didn't like that i found it shady yeah i don't like that either do you vote for the emmy sir are you just mad and either way like even if you do vote you see how everybody disagree with you you see how she still won? So, like, what is the purpose of this? Mm, I'd love to know. All right. Yeah, well, that's it. I didn't like that. And, you know, Sony, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to have to do. Because the girls are already talking about, oh, yeah, no, we've got more pre-orders coming. and things. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do. Everything's <laughs> a lie. Y'all need to quit playing with my friend's emotions when it comes to this fucking video game console. And it's not as expensive as niggas thought it was. So y'all need to right. make sure the, the process is as streamlined as possible. Don't act like you I don't mean, know how much cheap. people want this. I mean, right, but it's also not like eight, nine hundred dollars like niggas thought it might be. So I expected five. Yeah. I really expected the so, price that they said. So I was like, okay, girl. Yeah. Cause I already, much like a Beyonce concert, when I I tell <laughs> like I press my tongue to the tip of my finger and I feel the air that shift. Mm. I feel something <laughs> happening. Um, that is when I begin yes. to keep my coins together. That's right. I'm getting and a I feeling. Save up. And that feeling tells mm. me that Blue Ivy's coming for her fucking dollars. And I yeah. need to make sure I have them in order. Because <laughs> Miss so, has braids to pay for. So let me make sure I'm ready. Yes, I fully understand you, friend. So best of luck to everybody who is uh, trying to get themselves a new PlayStation. And that wraps up this week's episode of The Read. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. Our website is thisistheread.com. And you can find our merch at shoptheread.com. Anything we have? No, I don't think we have any show announcements because literally nothing is going on. We're still in a pandemic. So, yeah, I mean, but, I don't even... <laughs> yeah, we don't have you looking for tour shit and all that. We ain't got it. Her sweaters. Um, he has merch. Speaking of tour, one last read. Mulatto girl, what the fuck was that? Did you what see th- this bitch had a whole ass show in some club in fucking Alabama this past weekend? <laughs> what? Nigga, I didn't see like two or three different videos 
of Mulatto inside the club, not an outdoor venue at all, with hella niggas, no mask on, everybody screaming and hollering and rapping her lyrics along with her. And we are never, ever going to get rid of this fucking virus if y'all keep doing this stupid shit. I understand artists live off oh, tours. No. I do. I get that streaming don't really pay and niggas don't buy for, pay for music no more. I really yep. do get that. But you are exposed. You know what? No, I've said it a trillion times. You know how yeah. fucked up this was. <laughs> so to her and the the fucking promoters, everybody who made that shit happen, please act like you give a shit about human life. Right, because it's not even just like the artist isn't just gonna run up into a venue and set up equipment and start like right, like you know y'all did this, y'all set this up, y'all made this possible, y'all sold tickets on Eventbrite, where Eventbrite was like, look, uh, our fee was non-refundable, so <laughs> whatever you decide to do, just know that them, the four dollars you gave us, you're not getting back. <laughs> so, <laughs> but it's just like it just really screams irresponsible and raggedy and trash to me. So please do better. Yeah, come Thanks. on, guys. Like I'm so ready for this like, shit to be. Mm, no, over. this isn't. Like, come on. Uh, don't even. We're not even gonna get started on the whole Supreme Court and the election and all that bullshit i won't do it yeah ain't nobody got time for that so thanks so much for tuning into the read y'all and we will see you next week goodbye emmy award-winning john mulaney presents everybody's in la a special run of six live episodes created by and starring mulaney that'll stream live on netflix during the netflix is a joke fest The comically unconventional show will feature special guests where John Mulaney explores the city of Los Angeles during a week when every funny person is in it. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A., debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Time, only on Netflix. Sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation.